want to preach this morning a sermon called It's Time to Hope Again. It's time to hope again. Have, have you ever been homesick? Has anybody ever been homesick? I, I, I don't think I've struggled with that too often in my life, but I remember I was a, a little child and uh, my Parents will be here, they're in town, and they'll be here at the 11 o'clock service with us this morning, but I was the only child, and I was kind of sheltered, uh, some would say spoiled, I don't know about that, but sheltered, and uh, especially when I was younger, and my grandmother lived in front of us, but to spend the night, they, you know, they were pretty wanting to keep myself at home, and my mother, I'll tell on her, don't tell her at the, if you're here at 11 o'clock, but uh, she would put a smoke detector in my bag or whatever where I was going, make sure that little Greg was safe. You know, they were pretty, pretty protective. But I, I remember one time, I don't know, five, six, seven years old, wasn't very old. Only time I can remember as a child being homesick, but I remember being at my grandmother's house and and uh, starting to feel homesick, starting to miss my mom and dad and worrying about them. And, and so finally, I remember one of my uncles who lived there at the time taking me to the car. I remember talking about the bright moon that was shining in the sky, the night sky. I was homesick and he was going to take me home, the long journey home. We got in his car, he started the motor, and 30 seconds later, we pulled up to my front door, and I was home <laughs> again, and my homesickness was gone. But they say that homesickness is a real thing, and it can be really a tough circumstance. You can really feel pretty bad if you are homesick. That's the only time in my childhood I remember it, but I'm going to be transparent with you just a few years ago. At uh, maybe the ripe old age of about 42 or so, I felt a little bit of homesickness. I'll just have to be honest with you. I had traveled to South America, to Colombia, South America. And for, uh, for some reason, well, we were going to have some other parts to our journey that got canceled. But I ended up, I was going to be there, I don't know, somewhere around a dozen days, 12 or 13 days. And I remember uh, we stayed at a certain place for a couple days, and then we got in the car or the taxi, I guess, and we went to another location in Colombia, South America. And I remember as I was checking into that hotel, and I knew I had about 10 more days left in my journey, 10 more days, and I remember a feeling of homesickness. Now, don't tell, well, my children, some of them are here, so they know already. Don't tell them about this grown man having homesickness. But I remember going into the, to the room and starting to unpack and settle in for the evening and thinking, oh, my. You know, Columbia, South America, you can't just go home on an Uber, right? And I felt that feeling for just that evening. And then I got over myself and I started tasting all the good food and experiencing all the culture and the missions trip and the school we went to and all those things. But I felt for just about a few hours homesickness. Maybe you have felt homesick before. But let me ask you this. Have you ever felt heart 
sick, heart sick. Not heartburn after you've had a good meal. I've, I've had that plenty of times too. But have you ever felt heart sickness? Proverbs 13 and 12 says this. It says, hope that is deferred, hope that is delayed, makes the heart sick. Hope that is delayed, hope that is deferred, makes the heart sick. Compare that with hope. Hope is a feeling of expectancy. Hope is feeling optimistic about something. But being heart sick, it's a whole different thing. I ask you this morning, do you feel hopeful in your life today? Do you feel hopeful or are you, are you discouraged? Is your heart sick this morning, if I could say it that way? Life has a way of dissing us. Now, I don't know how many in that generation will remember, but I remember in my generation, we'd say, don't diss me. Don't you diss me. Some of you know what I'm talking about, and some of you just, what is he talking about? Don't diss me, man. Don't diss me. But life has a way of dissing us. It will discourage us. It will disillusion us us. It can disorient us. Life has a way of dissing us. But this morning I want to tell us if you find yourself in any of those states today or anything that I didn't mention there is hope in a resurrected Christ. Somebody say amen this morning. There is hope in a a resurrected Christ and he can turn our discouragement into a dream He can take our disillusioned state and put a new hopeful desire in our hearts and in our lives. He can take us when we feel the most disoriented about things and settle us down and cause us to have expectancy in our hearts and our lives. So today it is time to hope again. It is time to hope again. I want to read today from Luke 24. The first 12 verses. In this account we see these people, this group of people, these ladies and then it extends to the men as well. Who had great hope. But then they suffered tremendous loss. And then they found hope again. That's what I preach to you today. Maybe you feel like that. Maybe you've had times in your life you know you had hope. You had optimism, you had dreams and desires and goals and a relationship with the Lord and all these things, but maybe you've had tremendous loss, maybe you've had tremendous struggle, maybe life hasn't been the best to you, but just as these folks found hope again, I can find hope again, you can find hope again. Look with me please, Luke 24 verses 1 through 12. Now on the first day of the week, Very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices that they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. And then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this. That behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. 
And then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, why do you seek the living? What a question. What a question. That's a question to us today. Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but he is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee? Do you remember when he told you the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and crucified, and on the third day he will rise again? And they remembered his words. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who went and told these things to the apostles. And their words seemed to them like idle tales, and they did not believe them. But Peter arose, he got up, he ran to the tomb. And stooping down, he saw the linen clothes lying by themselves. And he departed, marveling to himself at what had happened. You see, they had learned that they can hope again. They went to find the dead body of Jesus, but instead they found that he was and is risen. Here's my first point to us this morning in hoping again. Tell your heart. To beat again. Tell your heart to beat again. I'm not talking about this physical heart. I'm talking about the heart of who we are. our, our, Our emotions and our soul. And the very depths of our inner self. When we remind ourselves that Jesus is alive. And we remind ourselves of the power of the resurrection. We can stand back up on our two feet. We can tell our heart, beat again. I'm going to live again. Oh yes, you're alive. I'm alive. But sometimes we're not alive on the inside, are we? But the hope of Christ tells me today, I can live again. I can tell my heart to beat again. Can I tell you, can I ask you, can I request of you this morning, settle that truth in your emotions. Listen, we don't live by emotions. I understand that. I'm going to talk about our mindset here in just a moment. But emotions are very real, aren't they? Emotions are very taxing, aren't they? Emotions can pull us down. Emotions can lift us up. Emotions can can really dictate to us sometimes how we live day in and day out. But let me tell you this morning, let this preacher tell you some good news. Jesus is alive. Jesus has been resurrected. He is a living Savior. And we must somehow get that in our emotions and tell our heart to beat again. Live again. Jesus is Risen. Do you know that the resurrection today is not a fairy tale? It's not some super production that Hollywood has put together and put millions and millions of dollars into and said, oh, let's get some brilliant writers and this would be a great thing to write and this would be a great thing to imagine and this would be a great thing to script and act out and we'll sell all kinds of tickets to our movie theaters from this wonderful story. No, a man could not write this. A man could not come up with this. It was the plan of God. From the foundations of the world. It was the plan of God who said even before he created this world. He had already decided I have a plan to redeem this world. 
Even before we fell away from God into our sin and humanity sinned greatly against God and were separated from God, God had already made a plan to redeem us to himself. It is the most beautiful story ever told. But it's not a myth. It's not a fairy tale. It's not something nice to believe. It's not something nice to say, I'm, I'm just weak-minded. I need something, something to hold on to, something to sink my teeth in. No, the resurrection of Christ is real. Real, real truth. Get that in your mind today, in our hearts and in our emotions. It's not a fairy tale. Listen to these lyrics when I talk about telling our heart to breathe again. It said this, you're shattered like you've never been before. The life that you once knew is, seems like it's in a thousand pieces on the floor. Have you ever felt like that? Words fall short in times like these when the world drives us to our knees. You never think you're going to get back to the you that you used to be. Have you ever felt that way? I'll never get back to the who I was before, before, and you fill in the blank, whatever happened to you or to me or whatever tragedy or devastation or valley you might even be walking through right now. And you say, I'll never get back to who I was before, but I'm here to proclaim to you there is a risen Savior. Tell your heart to beat again. Can you imagine how these ladies felt who had followed Jesus? They had seen the miracles and the wonders and the signs and all the wonderful blessing of, of following Jesus. But then can you imagine the devastation in their lives when they watched him as he hung on a cross and died and gave up his spirit and left them it seemed. Can you imagine that devastation, that trauma that, that they must have felt? But they came that day and found that he was alive. And I, I just can't help but believe this morning that whatever you've had to walk through and whatever you have had to go through and whatever life has dealt to you that has seemed to be so unfair, you can come today and see that Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Tell your heart to beat again. I don't know how it all works. I can't explain everything this morning. I know I'm the preacher. I know I've been studying this message. I know I've read about the resurrection. And I know the life-changing work of Christ in my life. I don't know. Sometimes it sounds too simple, doesn't it? Sometimes it just seems too good to be true. But I promise you, if you make one step towards him, he'll make everything else towards you. I promise you, if you bring it all to him, the good, the bad, and the ugly, he somehow can make sense out of it all because he is a risen Christ. I don't know how it all works, but I know it works. I know that I, I have found him and he has found me. Tell your heart to beat again. Will it until you feel it. Huh? Will it? Somebody can tweet that. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Or Facebook it. You can put it on the Facebook. My wife loves it when I say the Facebook. Will it? 
until you feel it. Right? Make up your mind. I believe in the risen Christ. Everything doesn't always feel good around me or in me, but I believe it. I will it. I will it. I will it until I feel it. Until it gets settled deep down in my soul. Christ is alive and he's alive in me. Tell your heart to beat again. The song goes on to say this. Close your eyes and breathe it in. Let the shadows fall away and step into the light of grace. Yesterday is a closing door. You don't live there anymore. Say goodbye to where you've been and tell your heart to beat again. What am I preaching about this morning? It's time to hope again. It is time to hope again. You see, the crucifixion, I love this. I love this in so many ways. The crucifixion is over. Do you, do you know that? Jesus will never have to suffer again. He, he will never be beaten again. He will never be bruised again. He will never be mocked again. He will never be striped again. There will never ever be nails put into his hands or into his feet again. He will never hang on a cross and suffocate a cruel death again. You see, the crucifixion is over. The work of the cross is finished. And the sin debt has been paid. And oh, I wish somebody would help me preach on an Easter Sunday morning. It is finished. The work has been done. His blood has been shed. The payment has been made. And every man, every woman, every boy, every girl, whosoever will, can be saved. Blessed be the name of the Lord. (laughs) The crucifixion is over. And he is risen. The resurrection is has begun and it's time to hope again it's time to accept what Christ did for us on the cross and then it's time to live in the power of his resurrection tell your heart to beat again tell your mind to rest assured tell your mind to rest assured rest In the truth of his resurrection. Do you know that the resurrection is such a true fact. That every single follower of Christ. Every single disciple other than Judas who had betrayed him. All of the rest of them. Although they were devastated when he died, all over they were scattered when he died. All over many of them denied him when they when he died. But do you know after they saw the resurrected Savior? The resurrection is such a true point that every single one of them gave the very remaining days, the remainder of their lives, spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. That's proof enough right there. That's proof enough right there. They spent the rest of their known days telling about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Let your mind rest in Christ. Let your mind rest in the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Look with me, please. Hebrews 10, 12. But this man, talking about Jesus, 
Let me say it that way. This Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice, what was that one sacrifice? His own body on the cross. For sins forever. I love this. He sat down at the right hand of God. What do you do when all the work is done? What do you do when you finish everything that you need to do? Then you sit down, don't you? You sit down. You see, he, he finished everything that he needed to do. And now the Bible said that he is seated at the right hand of the Father. You see, my risen Christ today, your risen Christ today, is not looking at the chaos in this world. And he's not pacing the floors. And he's not wringing his hands. Do you hear me this morning? He is not upset when the stock market goes down. He's not upset when one person gets elected and another one gets put out. He is not worried about any of those things. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. You see, my risen Christ today, can I say it this way? He is calm. He is cool. And he's collected. Right? That's right. That's right. He's not rattled this morning. He's not rattled by what's happening in this world. And I'm telling you, he's not rattled about what's happening in your life. Oh, yes, he cares. But he's not rattled. He's seated calmly in dignity, in authority, in his rightful place as our great high priest. And the Bible said he is alive and he's living to intercede, making intercession for us. What's that mean? That means when I say, Lord Jesus, help me. He looks over to the Father and he says, I know how hard it was. I know how difficult it was. I can relate to what Greg is going through. Would you help him? You see, he lives to intercede for me. He lives to intercede for you. And in the midst of all the chaos that might be in your life, that might be in this world, can I remind us of this old hymn? My hope is built. Do you know that song? I'm not going to sing it. You wanted me to sing it, didn't you? My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood. What? And righteousness. On Christ the solid rock I stand. And all other ground is sinking sand. The hope of the resurrection. Tell your heart to beat again. Tell your mind to rest Assured, one final point this morning. Tell your family to hope again. If you come around Nortonsville long enough, you'll, you'll understand and you'll hear and you know that this church, the heartbeat of some of the things that we're trying to do in this church is we must pass on the hope of the resurrection of Jesus Christ to the next generation. And through the generations that follow them. And let me tell us all this morning. Settle it in our hearts. Settle it in our minds that Christ is risen. And then pass it on to our families. Somebody say amen this morning. Do you want your family to know 
Do you, do you want them to know? Do you want your children to know of Jesus Christ crucified, risen again? Do you want them to know the good news of the gospel? Tell your family to hope again. If I leave my children millions of dollars, I don't know where I'd find it, but if I were to leave them millions of dollars, but not leave them a testimony about Jesus Christ, I have greatly failed. I have vastly failed. Tell your family to hope again. What did the ladies do? It amazes me, Pastor Darrell. We just they were talking about this cell there, it just kind of resonated this morning. The ladies went back, told those who were closest to them, He's not there, He has risen. I think that's a great pattern, isn't it? I think that shows me some things, shows you some things. Why don't we go back to those who are closest to us and say, He is risen. He is risen indeed. I love what was said to them. Why seek you the living among the dead? Why are you seeking the living among the dead? You know, in life, we can look so many places for peace and for fulfillment, for comfort, for joy. We can look And we can look and we can search. And if we all are honest with ourselves this Easter Sunday morning, we all do. We all look. We all search. But let's stop looking in the graveyards of this world. Is that all right this morning? Let's stop looking in the dead ends of this world. Let's look to the risen Christ. And let him work in our lives. Let's get off the hamster wheel. Does that ever amaze you? I'm, I'm going to close, but just humor me. Humor me for a second. Does that ever amaze you? Hamster wheel. I mean, a hamster will get in a hamster wheel. First, let me say this. There's nothing worse than a hamster. <laughs> oh, my. And one time, my son brought in a guinea pig. Lord, help us all, a guinea pig. Are you kidding me? I digress. But anyway, a hamster wheel. Doesn't it amaze you that a, that a rodent, <laughs> a hamster, will get in that wheel and go and go and go and run like you wouldn't believe he or she would run. But he's going nowhere fast. <laughs> right? He's going nowhere. I'm going to make myself dizzy. He's running nowhere fast. Isn't that how life can seem sometimes? Do you feel like sometimes you're just in a hamster wheel? You feel like you're, you're doing everything you can and you're running as fast as you can and you're moving and you're trying with everything that is within you to make life work for you and those you love, but you just feel stuck and it's like you're on a hamster wheel. You ever felt like that? Can I tell us this morning it's time to get off the hamster wheel? It's time to live in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Live in his power. Tell your heart to beat again. 
Let your mind rest assured. And then make sure you tell your family. Make sure you tell your family that he is risen. Tell your family it's time to hope again. It has been said. We can go a certain amount of time without food. I don't believe it. (laughs) It's been said we can go a certain amount of time without food. It has been said we can go a much shorter amount of time without water. But I can't go a day without hope. It's time to hope again. Would you stand with me this morning? Aren't you glad Jesus is alive? Praise team, you can come and get in place. Christ is risen. Christ is risen. I I, I wrote it down in my notes this way and I know how it's on my heart but I don't know if I can say it or communicate it but I wrote down Christ is risen and then I wrote the word believe but I put an explanation point exclamation point but I put a question mark kind of in the middle of that because what I what I want to try to say this morning is believe believe like, I know I'm preaching to some, there's, there's no doubt in your mind, and you believe. But I put that little question mark in there because, I don't know, maybe I'm preaching to somebody this morning, maybe somebody's watching on the internet right now or later on this week, and, and, and maybe you don't really know if you be, really believe or not. Believe. Believe. In the book of Romans, he said that the word is near you it's near you even this gospel that we preach I'm I'm paraphrasing there but he said that if you will believe in your heart and confess with your mouth you can be saved do you believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord do you believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead Have you proclaimed that? Have you made confession of faith? I believe in Jesus Christ. I ask you this morning, why not receive and believe? If you don't know the Lord today, as your personal Lord and Savior, can I just share with you, that's, you're really why we're here. You're why we're here today. It's why the lights are on. It's why the walls are painted and the carpet's put down. It's, it's all so that maybe we can share with you the good news that Jesus Christ loves you. You can ask Him to forgive you of your sin. You can believe upon Him and be saved and live in the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ might be another group here this morning and you might be a group that said I, you know I believe all of that but really pastor really pastor I've kind of I've kind of walked away from it I've kind of lost my bearings I've, I've drifted away from, from all of those things but you know I, I want to come back and I want to live for him and I really want to know on the inside 
I preaching all right this morning? You hear my heart this morning? On the inside, I want to know that fellowship with Christ that I one time knew. I want to know it. I want to hope again. I want to hope again. Maybe there's a third group. You're over here and you say, I'm, I'm living for the Lord. I'm praying every day. I'm, I'm going to church and I'm, I'm trying and I'm walking. and I'm, I'm doing the best I can. And the Lord helps me. When I fail, I, I ask Him to forgive me. He picks me up and I keep going and I'm, I'm living for Him. But you know, Pastor, sometimes it's just rough. And sometimes it's just tough. And I just need to be reminded by the Word of God and by the Holy Spirit. And I've got to renew my faith today and let Him renew that resurrection power and lift me back up. Is that all right this morning? Would you bow your heads with with this pastor today? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? I do believe today that I preached what the Lord wanted me to preach this morning. I do believe today that there is power not, not in myself, but there's power in the Word of God. There's such power in this, this story of these ladies who went and saw that the tomb was empty. And they found that Jesus was alive. And they were the first ones to go and tell the good news of the resurrection. And I do believe this. There's power in the Holy Spirit who is with us right now. And I just ask you, I just ask you, If the Word of God is finding a lodging place in your heart and mind, if the Holy Spirit is is dealing with you this morning, I'm going to make it real easy. I'm going to make it real easy. Right where you're standing today, would you just yield to Him? And would you allow the risen Christ to do in your life what He needs to do this morning? If you need to accept Him as your personal Lord and Savior, would right where you're at right now, right this moment. I'm not making it harder than it has to be. Just ask the Lord to come into your heart and into your life and to forgive your sins. Maybe you're standing there right now and say, oh, Lord, I just need you to help me. I need strength. I need to put some things behind me and I need to walk forward in the hope of the resurrection. Right where you're standing this morning, I believe He'll meet you right where you are. Jesus' mighty name. Let's pray right now. Lord, I thank you. I bless you. I thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit who who is confirming the Word of God today. I thank you for the power of the proclaimed Word of God. I thank you for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I thank you this morning. There isn't a man or a woman, a boy or a girl, who has to walk out of here this morning without hope. My Lord, I thank you. Not a man, not a woman, not a boy, not a girl who has to walk out of this place this morning without hope because you are alive. Jesus, you are alive. Today, oh God, thank you, Lord. Today, would you let each one Each one, Lord, under the sound of my voice, accept the work of the resurrected Savior in their life. Just as we are, just as I am, without one plea. But that thy blood was shed for me. 
You say, Pastor, I don't know exactly how to pray. It's all right. Just start. (laughs) He'll help you. Just express your heart to the Lord. Just tell the Lord what you have need of this morning. Just ask Him to help you. Ask Him to forgive you. Ask Him to show His resurrection power in your life. God, I thank you this morning that the resurrection is real, true. This is not a fairy tale. It's not a game. It's not a joke. It's not a Hollywood production. But I thank you for the power of Jesus Christ that can change a heart and a life. And I pray a bold prayer this morning. I pray, Lord, for every person in this room, every person in this building, to hope again through the power of Jesus Christ. Let it be so, God, in your name. And God's people said, amen.